Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Far From Pro Podcast. I am your host, Evan Walsh, and with me is my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Joseph Meyer. Joseph, how are we doing on this fine evening? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful spring day. Love, you know, lovely air out. Uh, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, it's all underway. So I'm excited. Let's drive into it. All right, let's get right into it. Let's jump right into our hot or not. Start the show every week with it. Can't forget it. Won't forget it. Let's go right into it. I'm going to start us off with a hot. um, (laughs) Big fight coming up. Tank Gervonta Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Um, Big time boxing match. Um, For those of you who don't know, these are basically the apprentices of Floyd Mayweather and Carlos De La Hoya. Two unbelievable, one of the greatest boxers of all time. These are sort of like their kids. They 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 taught, brought them up. Now they're fighting. Big fight. Um, I'm not a big huge combat sports guy. Didn't never fought, never grew up or anything doing that. But I have gotten a lot more into it. Um, I think for the question for me is just like who do I want to win. Eh, I I'll probably go Ryan Garcia because. I think it would just be really interesting to see how Tank Davis would react taking a loss. The thing is with these two, from what I understand, is they're very, very big, big punchers, big boxers. They understand the game of boxing. They're very, very skilled, and they're the two best in their game. So that's why this is such a big and anticipated matchup, obviously, with the history between the two. For me, again, I don't know who's going to win, but I would like to see Ryan Garcia win. But then again, I don't know, so I'm not going to make any assumptions about it, you know? Yeah, that being, you know, it brings up a great point, Evan. Would you rather, uh, you know, sit one ring in there with a professional boxer or, let's see, try to play offensive lineman for uh, an NFL team for a whole game? It's, it, I mean, gave you a really better... where the hypotheticals get into play. Really important stuff that people want to know. I'll give you a better would you rather. Would you Would you rather spend one round in the ring with a prime Mike Tyson – or spend one drive, no, one quarter as a running back in the NFL. So you know as the running back you're going to be getting reps, and you're going to be getting the ball handed off to you whether you like to or not. Yeah. Um, now you don't get time to train. This is just you right now. Or you only have to spend one minute – or we'll do one minute in the ring with Mike Tyson, okay? So um, the, the hypothetical is basically who can I run away from faster – and more often now, yeah, but like it's kind of it's kind of hard with the football one because you essentially like I mean I guess you could just get in and just kneel every time but like that's no fun. I mean, who's no, gonna you, do? That? I think the that's hypothetical you'd have to take the hits. Now, I think death is an option with Mike Tyson though. If he gets one punch at me, I, you know, I might be out. I, my head isn't trained to be repeatedly beat in by a professional punch at least with running back i've got a helmet and pads on i even if i get hit really hard i mean they're small guys in the nfl so they get hit they're a lot stronger than me but they're still small so i'm gonna take that um there was an even better hypothetical i was gonna ask you oh the, the the age old hypothetical is could you get one yard as a running back do you think you could get one yard i think i could I think it would depend on how many attempts I would get. Like, if I had a whole game and I was the RB1 getting mm-hmm. as many attempts as I want, and then you also you have to bring into account, like, 
would they be counting the yards I would be losing? Because if all I have to get is like oh, have one great. run, w- one run that wrench in it. is, if all I needed to get is one run that equals one yard or more, then yeah, I think I could do it. But if my total yardage has to be one yard or more, mm, yeah, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, it's a whole go. different ball game. See, I think I think I, I could do it because some of these holes, man. I mean, if you got some big boys up front, they're they're making some big holes. I just have to read it right. You know, maybe that's hard. I've never done it, but um, that's enough hypotheticals. You got a knot. I don't have any hots. You got a knot for us? I do have a knot. I have injuries for the NBA Ooh, playoffs. Yeah, yeah, um, not, not these idea. first two games, first two games of the first round, these injuries have apps, in my opinion, have absolutely ruined some of these series. Yeah. Starting with number one, not having John Morant being hurt, not having him play. That sucks because I think the Grizzlies are a completely different team. Now, they did win without him and won and lost with him. I get do get that, but they're still a completely different team. It's also not as exciting to watch. So, But yeah. I, but we'll get into that, the series talk later. Then Paul George, and now Kawhi Leonard's out for game three. So the Clippers had a great game one. Now they're going to go without PG and Kawhi for game three. I understand it's smoked. in L.A., but still. They're going to get smoked. That, that – that that sucks. That sucks to think the Los Angeles Clippers are their two best players are just out, and they have to play the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. It's just it's just suicide. It's just suicide overall. Then you go to the East. Giannis gets hurt, like just destroys his back. Tyler Hero breaks his hand. The Timberwolves were injured before the playoffs even started. Thank God the Nuggets don't have injuries. Oh my God! Knock uh, on wood. I'm the one time, yeah. Freaking day on that one. Jesus. Be careful what you regardless, wish. Regardless. Oh my. Regardless, God. these in- injuries will straight up ruin these series and playoffs because yeah. it's just not as interesting to watch without these star players. Still has been great basketball, but I, I just for me injuries are a knot for me this week. Can you, can you imagine if like the Heat were to beat the Bucks round one because they don't have Giannis? Like that would just ruin the whole playoffs. I mean. This is a Bucks team that can win it all. And just one, I mean, obviously one injury. It's an NBA. Giannis is one of the greatest players in the world. But still, I mean, it, it would just be so disappointing. Um, it would it yeah. would be brutal. It would for sure ruin it. it. It's it's so weird to me, Evan, because it seems like the NBA just has this problem where they cannot get their guys to the finish line. And it does bring up, like, we always talk about load management. These guys are doing load management, and they're still getting hurt. So I don't know what's going on. I, it, it's just so disappointing. You don't really see this in other sports to this level. Like you don't have like four of the starting quarterbacks out for playoff games in the NFL or, you know, you're, you're starting goalie in, you know, hockey. So yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's tough. Um, I got a knot for you. This is a little bit, we'll talk, dive into more NFL draft stuff next week, but the rumors that the Texans are not going to take a quarterback is just one of the worst knots I've ever heard in my life. I mean, I, Evan, I, I cannot describe to you how frustrated I will be. I'm not a Texans fan. How frustrated I will be for that fan base if they do not take – if C.J. Stroud is in their lap and they do not take him. I've already made it clear. I think C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback in this draft. I think the Panthers should take him. It's looking like they're going to take Bryce Young. If the Texans have C.J. Stroud in their pocket and they don't take him, I will be fuming. I mean – because then he's going to drop to probably the Colts. He's going to be in their own division. And he's going to cook them for years. So if they don't take a, if they don't take a quarterback, 
you're not always at number two in this really good draft. You got to do it. If they don't, I'll be very frustrated. Well, actually, I don't know if you saw Joseph Adam Schefter had bet Dan Orlovsky money on (laughs) national television that there would not be a quarterback taken until the fourth pick at the Colts, which is more than preposterous because if the Carolina Panthers, just them alone at the first don't He's take a quarterback. not even the Panthers? Here, I'm going to find the actual quote here because if the Panthers, I don't want to misquote him, but I will read you. If the Panthers didn't take a quarterback, I am almost, they should sell the franchise. Like, it's I know, over. He, he was, I'm almost, hang on, let me check. They should be banned from the NFL for life, in my opinion. Yep, this is. Let's hear the – you got the tweet? Adam Schefter oh. makes a $10 bet with Dan Orlovsky at 10 to 1 odds on top quarterbacks in NFL draft, not going in the top four. <laughs> oh, no. That's what That's what he made that bet on. It's so, Adam to Schefter. me Ad, – Adam Schefter betting. That, that'll tell you what again, all you need to know. Now, I'm trying not to get into too much NFL draft talk because we'll be talking yeah, a we'll, lot about that next week's episode, the, day, the, the episode right before the draft. Draft episode, draft week episodes, get a round of applause. NFL's back. Let's pretend. Let's pretend it's in season. Anyway, um, it's always but yeah, again. Always in season. Again, I agree with you, Joseph. If the Houston Texans do not take CJ Stroud or some sort of quarterback, even Bryce Young, if yeah. he's available, that I mean, is. It's one, two. Those guys have to be one, two. There's no other possibility. I mean, they're both very talented, very talented players. I love CJ Stroud. I think he's going to be. A, a future top 12, 10 quarterback in the league, if they don't take him, good for him, honestly, good for him. Because you don't want to be on a team that doesn't value you as, <laughs> as that would skip you. Um, CJ Stroud so, certainly hoping he doesn't go to the Texans because that place is a dump. That place is a firestorm of an organization. He's hoping he drops down to the Colts or someone else. So maybe CJ Stroud's happy with this news. Maybe he's going to pull a, uh, you know, pull a Eli Manning and not play for the team that drafts him. Who knows? Um, yeah, that's all I got on that. Let's move into NBA playoffs. We got to talk about the NBA playoffs. First two games are done of every series in the mm-hmm. first round. Um, waited a little bit so to get this done. We waited a little. We waited just – I wanted to wait till first two games were done in all series just so we can get a good grip. Um, for game threes, all start tonight. But I will say one story that I want to talk about, Joseph, and I want to ask your opinion. Do you think Draymond deserved to be suspended mm. for game three? Or do you think that was that was sort of a little too much by the league? If you see, there's a lot of mixed emotions around. To me, it seems like a lot more people are upset that he was suspended. That was a little absurd. Obviously, the Warriors team was very upset. To me, my take on it is, look, he's had a ton of history like this in the yeah. past. Whether or not, whether or not you feel like the kick wasn't intentional, non-intentional, whether or not you feel like he, he didn't mean to do it, it wasn't that bad, look, his foot got shoved down into another guy's chest. Yeah. I don't care if another guy grabs you. It's the same thing if, like, if you're in a fight in school or something. It's not a person who throws the punch and gets in trouble. It's always a person who goes second. Just because someone does something to you doesn't mean you have to do something back. I understand he may have grabbed you. I get it. And, and to me, the whole situation's messed up. And for Draymond to be suspended, I don't think he should have. I, I don't definitely not think he should have suspended a whole game. But for him to be suspended and everyone to be upset about it and be like he didn't deserve it is a little much. He did deserve it. It was a maybe it was a little overdramatic, but just be like, oh, he didn't know he did do something. He shouldn't have done it. 
And to me, the most embarrassing part of all of it, in my opinion, was the aftermath of him yelling at the fans, yeah. standing up like he's Ragnar, leader of the Vikings, at these <laughs> at these fans of the Kings who are cheering, like waving him goodbye. And he's one of the greatest fan bases. Great fan base, by the way. Let me see every every ounce of testosterone that man has in his body. Every vocal cord is ruptured after this. I, I don't. Five minutes spent. He's got his teammates laughing, smiling. They, you can tell all of his teammates were at the point they were like, "I want to tell him to stop, but it would just be very awkward." I know how many cameras are on us right now, so I'm just gonna <laughs> let him do his thing. And it's to me, Draymond, that was not a good goodbye thing. on Draymond's part. Now the Warriors are down 0-2, which they I don't think they have never been under Steve Kerr before. They're in a tough spot. So I don't know. What do you, what do you think? What, what do you think, Joseph? Tell me. Yeah, Tell me. I, I think. I think Sabonis kind of got off easy because he did instigate it, but you can't stomp on him, man. I mean, when Ndamukong Sue does it, it's it's he's a terrible villain person. And now when uh, Draymond does it, it's, it's oh, he shouldn't have deserved a one-game suspension. I mean, he, he could have easily hurt Sabonis really badly. And that's a – we'll get into this in a second, but that's a player that's going to be a key piece of a team that's going to try to make a run for a championship. So I don't mind the suspension. Um the the whole go to the crowd thing is just so embarrassing. Like, I don't know what he was trying to do, fire up his team. I mean, it's the Warriors. This is a team that is known for success. You're about to go down 2-0 to the Sacramento Kings, who are known to be a poverty franchise, and you're howling to the crowd in just... Whoa, Joseph. What? Whoa, now. What? The, the, the Kings... The Kings are having a great year, yes, and they're playing this phenomenal. Year. I don't see any reason to shit this, on the Kings now. This year, this year, previously, if you look at precedent, the Kings are a horrible franchise. That's why this is so special, because they're finally good, and it's awesome. But the Warriors have been a successful franchise. You cannot howl at the crowd like you're doing something. You just got ejected, and your team's about to go down 2-0. Let me get this out of the way, Evan. I know you picked the Warriors. I believe that you picked the Warriors, correct? I think so, right? That's correct. Yeah, they're not winning this series. This thing's over. I mean, it's over. They're going to go down 3-0 without Draymond, and this thing is over. Congratulations to the Sacramento Kings for advancing to the second round of the NBA playoffs uh, 2023. Great Joseph, job. you may have just dug yourself a massive hole in clips <laughs> with, that, with that take right there. We are going to be bringing that back. Said something were to happen, but I, I want to say something before we move on. First off, congratulations to the Kings. They're playing unbelievable basketball unbelievable. right now. So they needed, they needed to get these two wins at home in this yeah. series against Warriors. So massive. Also, having Draymond suspended this third game, if they can pull this game off, 100% series over. However, here's what I'm going to say. The war with about the Warriors. There, there is somebody on the Warriors right now, and I and I don't care how much the public loves them. I don't care how much Riz this guy has. I don't care how cool <laughs> he is off the court. I don't what care about his Riz? style. I don't care about how flashy of a player he is. I don't care about the highlights he creates. I don't care about the girls he attracts. Jordan Poole is grossly disgusting unfathomably overrated. Wow. Not only is he overrated, overpaid, and not that good of a player. We're going to get paid. 
to think, to fathom that you are paying a player $30 million, $120 million contracts, what he got, to not start games, not play even be played under 20 minutes in a playoff game. He scored four points. His style of play and his game and the amount of money he's being paid is ruthlessly unacceptable. And it's gross. It's He's terrible on defense. He's not a good rebounder. He's not that efficient scoring-wise. He doesn't produce very good minutes. He's very on and off. Sometimes he goes off. Sometimes he doesn't. He is not that good, and he's an extremely overrated basketball player wow. and extremely it hurts. overpaid. It hurts. It hurts, Evan. I love Jordan Poole. It's a fact, and it's gross to watch. Jordan Poole is one of my all-time favorite athletes. He contributed to one of my all-time favorite sports moments with the buzzer beater when he was at Michigan. Uh, loved watching him in the playoffs last year, but you got – I mean, you're right. I mean, he is getting paid, like he said, last year, and it's just – I mean – do we want to do the calculations of of points per million dollars? I mean, I mean, please. This this is an embarrassment. I know the, I know we've doubted the Warriors before, Evan, and I've done it many times. I mean, sorry, you doubted them all the way until the finals last year. Um, so it's just it's it's tough for me because I don't want to doubt them, but at this point, the Kings are hot. The Warriors cannot win on the road, so. Even if the Warriors win all three of their games at home, they're going to lose in seven, which is like the best possible outcome for them right now because this they're not winning in six. That's for sure. They're not winning four straight. So they would have to somehow get this to a game seven by winning all three games at home, which they are good at home, but they're not good on the road. So I think the series is over. Um, dude, De'Aaron Fox is just I, – I love watching him play. Such a fun team to watch. Such a pretty basketball, great fan base. Um, you know, love the light, the beam stuff. So proud. So, so happy for the, for the Sacramento Kings. It's good to, it's good to see a team that has historically been bad. Be great for once. I love it. Um, anything else you want to touch on in that series? Well, as as I agree with you, as basketball fans, I'm very happy for what the Kings have done so far. They've made basketball Mm -hmm. very interesting. Like you said, considering they've been awful, like our whole lives, basically. I'll tell you what, they have a nice road. I'm just going to say it next up. If they win this series, it's either Grizzlies or without could be without jaw or at least a not fully healthy jaw or the Lakers who are, you know, steaming and everyone loves them, but it's still the seven seed Lakers that have played horrible this year at points. So they have a decently easy road to the Western conference finals. Um, You know, they're not getting past that as we all know, but Still, for a team that hasn't done anything. I'll tell you what. Huh? Speaking of Lakers Grizzlies. Oh, let's get into it. I, uh, so first off, we got ourselves a fun series here. Mm, um, I love it. There's obviously a lot of talk about in the series. But the first thing I think we all needed to just get out of the way is, first and foremost, this Dylan Brooks guy <laughs> is just, I mean, he is just a clown. You, you know, I understand. I have nothing wrong with talking crap. I have absolutely nothing wrong with it. In fact, if that's your way of getting into people's head, if that's your way of playing, I literally have no problem with it. But for you to talk shit about literally 
literally the greatest, one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game. A guy who not only does way more than you do on the court, but has accomplished literally everything a basketball player could ever dream of, more than you ever will in your life. It's a wild thing for him to say. Now, I understand great win for the Grizzlies. They um, they played unbelievable without John Morant. I The way they played their team chemistry, the way they moved the ball, their defense, they were playing unbelievable team defense, talking. Everyone was getting involved. Everyone in the starting five had double digits, like, scoring. They were literally, like, playing such fun about Jaron Jackson has been unbelievable this series. Mm-hmm. I've been so proud of him and happy the way he's been playing. He deserves that defense player of the year. But, like, Again, like it, for him to say that and talk, talk, talk his talk about LeBron and do these things, it's it's crazy. It's a wild thing. But if that's his way of rolling, that's his way of getting through. You know. See, Evan, I, I, you know me. I love all of the smoke. I love it when athletes get chippy. Um, there is no amount of trash talking that I don't love, um, unless you are. I I almost take it from a stance of. If you are a great player, you shouldn't be trash talking because you're better than that. That's why I had such a big issue with LeBron celebrating a win over the Timberwolves in a playoff game. It's like, you're LeBron. You're better than that. But Dylan Brooks doesn't know no better. This is his chance to punch up at LeBron, and it's working. We're talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. It let off every show this morning. He's calling LeBron old. He's right. He's old. He didn't say he's bad. He said he's old. So, um... I, I, I got, I got to appreciate it. He talked smoke before the game, before the series, talked smoke during the series, and now he's talking it after the game. So if they go on to win this series, we're going to hear a lot of Dylan Brooks. If they go on to lose this series, though, I mean that man's going to be pushed into Patrick Beverly, uh, you know, era there. But yeah, I love my trash talk. I, I, I love it when players punch up at at LeBron. I love talking trash about LeBron. So I love it when Dylan Brooks does it. Uh, he's, he just speaks for the rest of us, in my opinion. Uh, LeBron is old, and you know he's a seventh seed in the playoffs. So if he doesn't win this series, it's just an absolute embarrassment of a season, and then we can all go back to trashing on LeBron. I love it. Well, it was definitely an interesting comment. This series is just fun to watch, though. I'm excited for this series. I'm having fun watching this series. I really like the way that both these teams are playing, and I actually really like to see the Lakers coming together as a team. You would think like a two versus seven seed, there wouldn't be much of a competition. I think the seven seed, besides like the first game, the Lakers looked a lot better than the Grizzlies. I think the Lakers actually played super well, and they're actually playing like a team. Like to see LeBron and AD move the ball with Austin, D'Lo, Rui, like for all these guys to come blend together and play together, they can be a really good freaking team. They even have a solid bench. I think with Malik Beasley, Wenyan Gabriel, Wenyan Gabriel, he doesn't really play, but. Like, I think this team is, like, legitly can be very, very good and make a run and can easily beat this Grizzlies team. However, the Grizzlies, in my opinion, from what I've seen, are the best team basketball team in basketball right now, all the NBA. They play together. They love playing together. They're, they're all, they all seem like their best friend. They, they seem like that team that, like, grew up together in youth basketball that played the exact same team every single year for their whole lives. They look like they're just – blended together they're happy they love each other they're enjoying basketball and that's what gets them to win these games now i don't know going into la without john morant if he doesn't play we'll see like i know he's in a lot of pain so i don't know if he will even if he does he's probably gonna be hurting like 
it's going to be interesting to see how this team responds in LA. I have no comment on who's going to win or not because, again, it's 1-1. and mm. Both games were just like Lakers played better and the Grizzlies played better. It's just how it was. So this is just going to be, in my opinion, the most fun series to look at, look into and like watch and keep an eye on. Um, I think another good series, probably one of the second best, honestly, is this Clippers Sun series. This Clippers Sun series, it's looking like a war. That's what it looks like to me. This Clippers team, are you not impressed with the Clippers, Joseph? Oh yeah, I'm impressed. Absolutely. It's a, it's, am, a, I'm it's a real the shame they had to match up with the Suns in the first round because they're not going to win this it series. Is. But they are a really, really scrappy, fun team, especially without PG out there. And it's just a shame that Kawhi is going to be out, and now they just have really no chance of winning the series. I, I do, I do enjoy the Clippers. It's just there was no like you would you would have rather had a matchup where like the Clippers get to play the Warriors and kind of prove that they're you know, kind of rising above and then, you know, get the Suns to play someone else. But it's just the way things line up. Uh, no, absolutely impressed with this Clippers team. How about Russell Westbrook with game one? I mean, <laughs> just so funny to see. Yeah, He's just so inconsistent. It's wild. It's just wild. I just don't think – I just don't think in our lifetime, maybe Giannis, but I don't think you'll ever, like, find a guy who just can get the most ridiculous bullshit stat lines than yeah. Russell Westbrook. I mean, for a guy to go 3-for-19 <laughs> and still almost have a triple-double and pull off the win as a starting point guard playing some of the most minutes is ridiculous. <laughs> Only Russell Westbrook could ever pull something like that off. And, like... Yeah, again, Russell Westbrook, and then he played even great last night. Like, even – not last night, two nights ago for that loss. Like, they played – he played great. And, like, with Kawhi out, he's going to have to step it up massive if they mm-hmm. want to pull off any win in L.A. But, like, I'm telling you right now, Joseph, Paul George and Kawhi fully healthy playing a full series, this would have been an unbelievable series. Because, honestly, I'm not impressed with the Suns at all. I don't think really? – like, especially game one, like – I'm not that impressed with the Suns. They played pretty good last night. They showed they can play together well together, but you can just tell they look rusty. They look like they haven't played much together, which they haven't. Like yeah. you can tell, guys are they, they're they're kind of figuring things out. Their bench players are trying to find, figure out their role. They don't. Their bench doesn't do too much. Tory Craig has been playing great for them, actually. Who would ever thought? But like, still, like, I think everyone's just trying to figure out their role. You know, D Book, Aiton with dealing with KD Book, and now Chris Paul trying to figure it all out. I think this is – they're lucky. They got very yeah. blessed now with Kawhi and PG out. I think this is going to be like sort of a work series for them, workshop series, figure out their team, get better. Because like you said, I think this series will probably end up Suns winning. Get games in, work together so that they can be ready for probably the Nuggets in the next round. Definitely. And yeah, I, again, <laughs> again, but like not going to lie, and as a Nuggets fan, I'm not like – I'm not scared of the Suns. Like I thought, honestly, I was like, oh, man, Suns in the second round is a tough draw. Yeah, I'm not like impressed. Like their bench is a lot weaker than the Nuggets bench. They 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 don't really look well that played together at all compared to the Nuggets in any way, shape, or form. I don't think they have anyone that can slow down Joker and a Aaron Gordon in the middle. Which, by the way, Aaron Gordon is stepping up hugely. We're not going to get into that series because it's a blowout, too much time. But oh, again, I, like I don't know about that. Again, but like still, it's like to me, it's like. This team, I'm not impressed with or scared of at all. So, as a Nuggets fan, I'm actually happy to see the series going the way it is. But regardless, they'll be fine. I, you're right. I'm not. I, I wouldn't be scared of them. But like, it's still KD and Chris Paul 
and yeah. Devin Booker all on the same team. I will say though, if this team does not win a championship, how it's currently constructed, it's not going to be this year. They're not going to win a championship this year. If this team does not win a championship as it's currently constructed, I mean, we have to have this discussion about are super teams worth it? And is Kevin Durant just the best player to just not be good in the playoffs? I mean, he will not have won a championship with these two massive super teams. And I understand there was drama in Brooklyn, um, but they have to win a championship the way it's concerned currently constructed it's just too too much talent on a single on a single roster um to see the warriors do it without kd and then to see kd not be able to do it i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk too bad on him yet because they certainly could win the title but you're right not super impressed as of yet um more i i guess i'd say more impressed of the clippers what the clippers have been able to do than what the suns have but we kind of expect more a lot more from the suns so I don't know that I'm necessarily super disappointed. It's just kind of like, eh, they'll be they'll be all right. They'll win this series. Um, gonna struggle with the Nuggets, and I do want to talk about the Nuggets series because I think that this is this is something that is not talked about enough. They keep putting the Nuggets games at 9:30 on Eastern Time. I mean, I don't know you out there on the Florida coast probably can't even watch them because you're you know it's 3 a.m. by the time the Nuggets games finish. Keep putting them late at earliest night. Earliest game, earliest game I get is 10 p.m. It's the earliest game I've had so far. 10, uh, 10, 30. So you're just, you're, um, I mean, nobody's talking about it. it it's, it's wild to me, Evan, that nobody, I mean, I understand it. There's Lakers and Warriors and everyone wants to talk about it. No one's talking about the Nuggets. I mean, no one. Jamal Murray, something have been this man's blood. To come back, he hasn't played in the playoffs since the bubble year. Comes back is on an absolute tear. You absolutely love to see it. The city loves him. This team is perfectly constructed to win a championship if they stay healthy. I think it's going to happen if it stays the way it is. The Timberwolves are not a bad... Like, they have a lot of talent. Anthony Edwards played amazing last night. But they're just not... Like, this isn't like a team that like you should just blow out every single game. I mean, this Timberwolves team... If they don't make the Rudy trade, this is like a this is like a five or at least a five seed, maybe a four seed in the West. So I I don't think that this a sweep over the Timberwolves is impressive. This is not your typical one eight matchup, um, and I think it, it very well could be a sweep. I do think the Timberwolves will get one on them. Uh, I think probably someone's just going to have an off night and they'll get one at, at, in Minnesota. But what the Nuggets have done already is very impressive. To you know choke away that twenty one point lead. And it looks so bad for them. And then Mike Malone gets in the, in the huddle and says, do you guys actually want to win this game? And then they come out of that and ab, you know run away with it at the end. Very impressed with the Nuggets have done so far. Um, I like their odds. To me, in the West, they've looked the best so far. Like They've looked the most consistent. They've looked the best. Them and the Kings, like, I, I, I just think that I think their odds for getting to the championship, finally, they're staying healthy. One of the only teams that's been healthy. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I think, I think you made a good point here about how people aren't talking about the nuggets and, and they, ref, it's, it's really unacceptable because to be honest, they, they did this at the beginning before the playoffs started too. everyone yeah. talked about who they thought were going to win the finals and nobody said the nuggets. Everyone talked about who they thought the best team in this playoffs were. No one said the nuggets, no one. 
No one that's, ever that's talked where they want to be, though, Evan. I think that's where I think that's I, exactly. Where the I heard Mike Malone. Mike Malone said himself. He said we use that as fuel. Yeah. We use the fact that nobody thinks that we are not a deserving one seed. That we aren't as big. We aren't as good as everyone thinks we are. Our record doesn't show it, and they've showed it. They, in my opinion, hundred percent have beaten the Timberwolves seven out of the eight quarters they played. Yeah. Third quarter, the Timberwolves. Third quarter last night. The only reason the Timberwolves were even in that game at all. They scored 40 points in the third quarter and shot 80% from yeah. the field. They had a ridiculous shooting quarter. It's a talent. Other than, that, it's a talent. other than that, the Timberwolves have had absolutely nothing. The Timberwolves have done absolutely nothing to the Nuggets. Nuggets have ripped them apart quarter after quarter. Their defense is unbelievable. Their offense is gelling together. Honestly, it looks better than any other team in the league. They, they, the way they're running through things, Jamal Murray is coming out as a playoff Jamal like he did back in the bubble, which, Jamal. by the way, this is the last time he's played since the bubble yeah. in the playoffs. So he, this is his time to show out. Michael Porter even had a great game yeah. last night. Aaron Gordon has been playing unbelievable. He needs to get more credit through his defense, his rebounding, and just stepping up on offense. Bruce Brown is literally one of the debates, should be, in my opinion, debated as one of the best six men in the league. He play, he fits so perfectly with his Denver Nuggets team, fills in the role unbelievable. KCP has been hitting his threes, playing defense, just like he came to do. He came to be a 3 and D guy, and that's what he's been doing. Yeah. Jeff Green is 36 years old and still showing out for the Denver Nuggets. This oh. guy is ancient. He should be on Mount Rushmore, and he's still <laughs> balling for the Nuggets. This team, you're 100% right, Joseph. They have not been getting the attention they deserve. No. They have not been getting and they're the not, talk they have been they They're deserve. not going to get it either because if they win the series, they're going to play the Suns. It's going to be, what can the Suns do? Can the Suns win a championship? And if they win that, there's a chance they play the Lakers or, you know, the Kings don't get a lot of talk either. But if they play the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, I mean, that, that'll that be all Lakers too. So it's just not going to happen. They're not going to get the talk. And I think that's exactly where they want to be. They can use it as fuel. We know the Joker doesn't love to be on this big spotlight. They sit in Denver. They play in the late window. Nobody's talking about them. They're going to cruise their way through the Western Conference. I love it. Yeah, and, like, to be fair, too, like, this is the one versus the eight seed. So the Nuggets should be doing this. They should be up 2-0. They, this really should be a sweep. This is the one versus the eight. So I'm not really trying to justify it. But I do agree with you. They don't get the justice they deserve, and they don't get the credit they deserve at all. And they won't, and they really won't until they get back to the finals, I don't right. think. This is, but see, this is a Timberwolves team that could have easily been the seventh seed. I mean, they have a healthy team against the Lakers. They beat the Lakers. They took the Lakers to the brink. They needed some lucky stuff to happen from the Lakers. A lot of fouls, a lot of just poor shooting at the end. This is a team that should have beat the Lakers. So this could be a seven seed. This could easily have been Nuggets versus Lakers. So I don't think this, the one eight thing is that big of a deal. It's not like it, it's to me, it's not the same as in the East where the higher seeds are just so much more talented. I think the Nuggets are just a great basketball team. That's gelling well together. The Timberwolves have talent. They just can't play well together. So um, I think the Nuggets are showing that, yes, like everybody in the West is talented. We play the best together, and I think that's going to bode well for them. Yeah, and, well, I mean, I think as Nugget fans, we, we want to see the Nuggets do well. Um, but, again, like I said earlier, they should be winning the series. There really yeah. shouldn't be any debate. Um, and now that we just basically touched on the entire West, in my opinion, Joseph – Three of the four series in the East, the Bucks, the Heat, Bucks blowout, and the 76ers Nets, who are currently playing right now, actually. I don't know the score, but 76ers Nets, 
Sixers are going to blow them out, in my opinion. Yeah. And then you got the, the Celtics, Hawks, Boston, obviously, we're going to blow them out. But there is one measly series mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference that not only is tied 1-1 our, right now, deserves our time. but is kind of a war, Joseph. This is a war in the East. This Knicks-Cavs series. Mm. Now, there's a lot to dive into, but I'm going to say it right now. I counted the Knicks out. I did. I thought this was going to be a blowout. I thought the Cavs were going to go up 2-0, maybe even 3 I thought it was going to be a blowout. Jalen Brunson came in, played a phenomenal game one, took over for his team, win one that game, single-handedly in my opinion. Julius Randle's been playing well too, but Jim and Josh Hart, the Villanova boys taking over. Fun to watch. And then the Cavs obviously did Cavs sing last night, but this is going to be a good series. I counted the Knicks out. I didn't give them the credit they deserved, and you know what? Shame on me because Shame the Knicks you. look really, really good. They do. I think they looked pretty good at game one. I, I don't know. Two nights ago was kind of an embarrassment. They just blew them out of the water. But they did get – they stole one in they stole one in Cleveland, so – um, they can get back to New York and split there. This could, I think this will be a seven-game, six-game, seven-game series easily. Um, I still like the Cavs. I think the Cavs are just overall the better team, and they're well-constructed. Um, Darius Garland is a beast. I love that. I love watching him play. I always thought he was underrated coming out of college, and he's stepped up, fit the bill right. So uh, it, it, it is funny, though, how the, the West has so many storylines, and the East is kind of just playing. A lot of injuries going on in the East right now. I think the I think the Bucks need to need to watch themselves with the Heat if Giannis misses more time. I I, I do. I think they're not going to lose the series, but you don't want to be going seven games in your first round. You don't you want to be going four games in the first round. They're already going to have to at least go five. So you don't want to use up your guys before you have to welcome you know Cavs or Knicks into town. So I think that that's sneaky like keep an eye on. I don't think they're going to lose the series, obviously, but it was good to win without Giannis. It was, and, you know, fun to watch. Look, NBA playoffs so far have been fun to watch. It's only been two games through the first round. And we just talked for about 20 minutes about the NBA playoffs, but you know what? It was needed. It deserved it. Mm-hmm. And it had to be talked about. We had a lot to get into Joseph. We did. But, unfortunately, we have even more to get into in other playoffs and another sport, the NHL playoffs. So, as people probably know, as I've told many people, I'm not huge into hockey. However, I'm trying to get more and more into it because, you know, I run a sports podcast. And also because hockey playoffs are probably, of the playoffs, professional sports are the best, from my understanding. Um, But just looking here, looking through what we got so far, um... Not too much going on. Series tie for the Minnesota Wild. So us as Minnesota boys took a tough loss last night. However, it was they're bad. tied up. My, Fleury, it, was, it was a brutal loss. You Fleury know, played they... just incredibly bad. It was an embarrassment. Um, but the game, oh, dude, game one, I stayed up till it was like one thirty here. So fun to watch. Incredible that they pulled that off because the I mean the Stars were just firing shots off. For the entire over two overtime periods, and then the Wild get one chance and put it away. Uh, the Stars should not have lost that game. That's why they came out firing in game two. They were like, "We are not going to lose another one to these to these guys." Um, but you you get one game, bring it back to the old state of hockey. Minnesota Wild got to get out of the first round, dude. It's got to happen. Um, 
also needs to happen. Another team that is has to get out of the first round and it's actually playing right now um, is the Maple Leaves. I mean, to to just watch the way I saw someone's like in Toronto, the leaves fall in the spring instead of the fall. I mean, they really do. I mean, it, it's bad. They can't get out of the first round. Let's look at the score right now. Um, the lightning just took it to them. Um, but I, maybe yeah. these are smoking oh wow they're they're the smoking them already well uh, there oh, you go rip. let's go Three Leafs rip. come on now I want I want to see the Leafs in the second round man I I want to see it Austin awesome Matthews has got to get to the second round it's got to happen um, Hurricanes looking really good although they did win on kind of a controversial play yesterday there was a high sticking that they scored their game winner on a lot of overtime games so far it's been fun Evan a lot of overtime games um, and then dude. Av- the avalanche just embarrassment i mean you can't i was just gonna say Joseph. the kraken the crack good good story you made the playoffs in your second year as a team i mean this team this team hasn't even been around for more than 18 months more than 18 months 24 months and they're beating the beating the avalanche on their home floor in in a playoff game embarrassment can't happen again philip grubauer with the revenge game of his life um he, he's just mad that they traded him before they won a cup. I think Avs can well, still win the series, but an embarrassment to lose to Seattle in game one. It was a bad loss. I'll tell you what, though. You know what I love about this Avalanche team? I I love, like, people forget, like, something. We lost one of our better players over this season through injury. Um, supposed to come back 20, 20 games ago. Um, but he didn't. And so that's number one for the Avalanche. Number two is this Avalanche team, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr. We have big names. Now, I didn't even know this as a quote-unquote Avalanche fan. I didn't even know this, okay? I didn't even know this. But this Avalanche roster, okay, not only has some of the most star-studded names in hockey, but – has easily one of the best goal scorers and players in the game, Nathan McKinnon. And I didn't even know that. I didn't even understand that this kid is a complete stud. Now, did he play like a stud in game one? No. And does he need to play like a stud for the rest of the series for him to win? Probably. But that's what he does. And I think as long as Nathan McKinnon steps up, plays well, same with Kale McCarr, show, both of them show up. Av- like you said, Avalanche should take care of business. Bad first loss, but you know. Sometimes it just happens. It's, it's tough to defend Sometimes a cup. It it's always def- tough to defend a cup. We've seen the Lightning do it, but it's pretty rare to do to to go back to back. It's going to be a challenging road. Um, I've still got Abs versus Bruins in my in my cup um, kind of chalk there, but I I do I do like the Abs to have a chance to repeat. I think the Bruins will just ultimately be just too good. Um, but you're right, Nathan McKinnon's he's a killer. We saw it last year. I want to see it again. Excited for the road. It's just the the balance between do I watch NHL or NBA and then I just watch both. It's just awesome. It's a great time of year. I love it. Absolutely love it. Anything else you want to get into? Um, no, Joseph's not too much. Not really much to get into, honestly. Um, right. I would talk MLB talk, but really, it's just for the next honestly for the next two months at least is NBA? gonna be just 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 baseball. It's just going to be regular season games, getting as many games as possible. There's not much to get into. There's not really too much to talk about. Obviously, some teams are doing worse than others, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like 
right now is sort of that dead period where they're just getting games in. They're just talking. Um, I will the say Rockies this: are horrible. They're so bad. Well, the Rockies, we kind of knew. I mean, there we kind of knew that from the start. We won't get into that because there's really just not much to talk about. And they are an awful, 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 awful baseball team. I will say this though: shout out to Matt Fitzpatrick in a phenomenal win at the RBC Heritage last week. He got his plaid jacket. Um, for those who watched the full swing documentary, Matt Fitzpatrick episode was on there. He drew a lot of love from that. This was a great win for him. Actually, a very special win for him. He's been going to Harbor Lakes in that course since he was a little kid, watching that tournament. For him to be able to win it and play as well as he did that whole whole weekend, it was super cool to watch, super fun. Um, it's also cool that, you know what, and again, I said this in a couple episodes ago, but Jordan Spieth is right there, man. I understand he hasn't been getting the wins and he hasn't been pulling it off to be able to become a champion and win some of these tournaments. But if you watch how he finished the Masters last week, if you watch how he finished this week at the RBC Heritage, he's literally right there, and he's playing really, really good golf. Now, he's not winning. He's not probably finishing where he wants to. But, again, I talked about this earlier. Someone to watch is Jordan Spieth and how good he's been playing. He's been playing very, very well. Um, and another story about the golf world, I don't know you know about this, if you, how you, much you know about this, Joseph, but in the golf world, there's these things called designated events, and there are these events that – Pro golfers, as certain, you know, when you get your PGA Tour card, you basically have to show up to, you know, get the names out there so you can play at these tournaments. RBC Heritage is a very big one. Rory McIlroy decided not to show up. Because of him not showing up to the Heritage, he took out a $3 million fine taken away from his salary from last year. Now, when you're, when you're Rory and you make the money he makes, right? You don't really need to worry about it. Doesn't really put a debt. Doesn't barely puts a debt in the bank. However, you still lose three million dollars off of just not showing up to one golf event one weekend. Um, to me, that you know, I understand what golf is doing. You're trying to get all these guys to play. You're trying to keep these tournaments big. You're trying to keep them these players big. And you're trying to keep it so they keep playing so that people watch golf. I do. But a $3 million fine after missing one golf tournament, after all that Rory does for the game of golf, all he does for the PGA Tour, to me is absurd. Even guys who are casual golfers know Rory and know how much he's done for the game of golf and how much he means and how good he is. For him to get a $3 million fine after missing this one tournament, it's so crazy to me. I think it's absurd. But, again, I know what the PGA Tour is doing, and I understand why they did it. So just wanted to throw that out there. Cool. That's all we got. Great pod. All right, Joseph. Well, another episode in the books. Another episode in the books. We'll be back. We will be recording Wednesday next week, post on Thursday. NFL draft episode next mm-hmm. week. Big episode on the NFL draft. We're just basically going to be talking about the NFL draft for at least 30 minutes because we have a lot to talk about, a lot to get into. We have a lot to talk about for who he thinks the Chargers are going to get, who the Broncos might get whatever all right we have a lot to get into so we'll get into that episode next week joseph please send us off and thank you for listening peace